So now there's some real clarity to the Garabandel prophecy because Conchita had indicated uh, from the Blessed Mother that after the passing of the of the four popes, then we would enter this new era of the end of the times, not the end of all time, just the end of the times, which indicates this now is a new era. And in this era, we're, we're going to experience the warning from God, uh, where we'll see the, uh, the state of our soul and our sins, uh, backed up by a physical miracle at Garabandel. And the third part of uh, the prophecy was there could be a ca conditional chastisement if the world doesn't repent from these two events that God is providing. As I'm sure most, if not all of you know, I've just returned from Rome and the funeral of Pope Benedict XVI. May God rest his soul. So this event marks not only the passing of a great man, but also reminds us of the prophecy of Our Lady of Mount Carmel in Garbandal, Spain. Conchita Gonzalez, one of the three girls who received the great gift of visions of our Blessed Mother, in an interview with Bishop Garmendia on August 27, 1981, talked about the end times and said, and I quote, at the time Pope John XXIII was living, the Virgin said, three more popes are left. There will be only three more popes. She was then speaking about the end of the times. Later, as the church bells rang out to announce the death of Pope John XXIII, Conchita told her mother what the bells announced and that after him, three more popes to come before the end of times. Conchita then corrected herself and stated, and I quote, Well, four more popes, really, for one will live such a short time that he will not count, end quote. She was referring, of course, to John Paul I, who lived only 33 days and did not reign long enough to have any significant impact as pope. So, what does this mean? According to this prophecy, Pope Benedict was the last pope before the end of times. What does that mean for Pope Francis? Is he just the first pope in the end times? Is he truly the pope? Xavier Eral, whom we've hosted on this show twice before, researched the apparitions of Garbandal in great detail. He recorded quotes from the three visionaries, Our Lady, St. Michael, Padre Pio, and several priests and bishops who talked to the girls in his book, Revelations, the Hidden Secret Messages and Prophecies of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So many messages came out of Garabandal, and some, like the one above, about the end times, are really quite interesting, and one message even warns against a synod. In 1995, Conchita Gonzalez told her aunt, Mother Maria de la Nieves Garcia, the superior of the school in Burgos, this message from Our Lady that before the future events occur, a synod will take place, an important synod, she said, and she didn't know what the word synod meant at the time, but this message referred to the warning that is coming. Our Lady called it a correction of conscience that prepares us for the great miracle. But Our Lady warned us about an important synod, and we now face the synod on synodality. Pope Francis described the Synod on Synodality as, quote, a key for the future. Synodality is what the Lord awaits from the Church of the Third Millennium, end quote. 
This is the John Henry Weston Show, where we'll be talking to the closest friend of Conchita Gonzalez herself, Glenn Hudson. Stay tuned. Glenn Hudson, welcome back to the program. Thank you, John Henry. Pleasure to be here. Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, Glenn, I uh, wanted to get your thoughts, um, Conchita's thoughts, or perhaps, you know, coming from you as you are the closest to her, uh, about the times we're in, I mean, very momentous in terms of the passing of Pope Benedict XVI and uh, what that entails. Please give us your thoughts. Sure. Um, yeah, the, the passing is a very interesting, the timing of it, because now it really clarifies uh, the Garabindel prophecy, because there's been much discussion over the years uh, since 2013, because there were two popes alive at the same time. Um, his passing now clears any discrepancy or any confusion that four popes have now passed. Uh, after the John the 23rd, there was Paul the Sixth, John Paul the First, a very short reign, you know, uh, John Paul the Second, and now Benedict the Sixteenth. So now there's some real clarity to the Garabindel prophecy because Conchita had indicated uh, from the Blessed Mother that after the passing of the of the four popes, then we would enter this new era of the end of the times. Not the end of all time, just the end of the times, which indicates this now is a new era. And in this era, we're going to experience the warning from God, um, where we'll see the, uh, the state of our soul and our sins, uh, backed up by a physical miracle at Garabandel. And the third part of uh, the prophecy was there could be a conditional chastisement if the world doesn't repent from these two events that God is providing. Absolutely. Well, let me let me actually read this account because I think it's truly fascinating. This is from the book of Professor Saverda. Uh, people can go and get it. It is called um, Garabandal Message of Hope, Recent Marian Apparitions. And uh, this is reading from page 212 of the same book. He's talking about Conchita's use of the phrase, the coming of the end times. The seer employs this disconcerting expression for the first time on the 3rd of June, 1963, during the time of the locutions from 62 to 64. Having learned of the death of Pope St. John XXIII, she heads to the church with her mother to pray for the eternal repose of the pontiff. On the way, she hears a clear announcement which she will later transmit always with the same words. And these are the words. It was the virgin who said it to me. Colon, quotation, after this pope, meaning John the Twenty-Third, only three remain, and then will come the end of times. End quote. So taking the words at face value, the third pope would be St. John Paul II, but the Virgin immediately explains that, quote, she wasn't counting one of them, end quote. Strange, one of the forthcoming popes does not count in the list. When 
Aniseta, the child's mother, questions her about this unusual announcement. Conchita explains that one doesn't count because, quote, he would govern the church for a very short time, end quote. John Paul I, with his 33-day pontificate, fulfills this exceptional prediction. It seems, therefore, that after Blessed Paul VI and St. John Paul II, it must be Benedict XVI who completes the list of the three popes. If this is so, with the resignation of Benedict and the arrival of Francis, the events of Garabandal, His Excellency Joao uh, Pereira Venancio, said the message given by the Blessed Virgin in Garabandal is the same as the one she gave in Fatima, but actualized for our time. So if I could get your take on that, I mean, fascinating stuff in terms of where we are, the death of Pope Benedict, and what this means about Pope Francis. Yeah, so again, um, you know, his passing clarifies now. There's no discussion over um, uh, has the fourth pope passed? It has. It now sets up uh, Francis for being the pope of prophecy of a pope would go to Moscow, Moscow, Russia, and specifically Moscow, not any other part of Russia. Um, and when he returned to the Vatican, uh, hostilities would break out in Europe. And um, the situation would get worse. And then when it was at its worst, uh, God would intervene and bring the warning to bring a stop to everything. So um, I think since 2017, pretty much, Pope Francis has been indicating he would love an invitation to Moscow. Uh, he hasn't received one yet, but um, uh, the rumor is that hopefully one is coming soon. That's right. In fact, very, very soon, rumors that LifeSite has heard um, indicate perhaps even as the early as the end of February. So we shall see. But this has been in the works. If you remember, just before uh, Pope Francis came to Canada, people were wondering because of his health if he would cancel that trip. And he said at that time, and it, you can go back in, into the media and take a look, he said that, no, he will indeed be going to Canada and right after that to Moscow. Um, and so that was very much planned and anticipated, hasn't yet been realized, but uh, it's very much in the works. Yeah, another uh, another interesting uh, coincidence, if you will, uh, is uh, Pope Benedict's passing on December 31st uh, coincides with the passing of Pope Sylvester in 314, who also died on December 31st. And the interesting thing that kind of connects them is um, Pope Sylvester brought in a new era um, through the Edict of Milan and, and the Council of Nicaea. Uh, they brought in a formalized Catholicism for Rome, and it was the end of the era of, of paganism. So it's interesting how he brings in this new era, and really the death of Benedict now also ushers in a new era, um, one that, that'll, that'll bring uh, prophecy to life and, and to fruition. Now, one of the things that happens with these very controversial prof prophecies that, you know, seem to indicate future events, particularly ones that are um, seemingly playing out before our eyes, it brings back that controversy of, oh, you know, are these to be believed? And I know we mentioned on the last program, I encourage people to go see that one. But one of the most amazing 
indicators for me anyway of the truth of Garbandel was the great relationship with Padre Pio, of, uh, of Saint Padre Pio. If you could explain that for us. Sure. Um, it, it started with Joey Lamangino uh, going to confession to uh, Padre Pio and uh, Padre Pio revealing to him um, that the apparitions were true because Joey had asked if they were true and if he should go there. And Padre Pio encouraged him uh, to go there. And uh, that's when Joey, uh, you know, met Conchita and they, they formed a friendship. And, you know, Joey returned many times um, to Garabandel, and that's how he started his apostolate. And it, it's, it's amazing to me also the friendship that uh, fostered between Padre Pio and Conchita. Um, there's documentation that he actually bilocated up to five times to Garabandel. To visit Conchita, and and it's a well-known fact that he never left, uh, you know, his his monastery. Um, and on his passing, of all the people in the world, he decides to leave Conchita uh, one of his uh, bloody gloves, um, his personal rosary, um, and a veil that covered his face uh, during his wake. So that's a pretty strong uh, uh, validation of Conchita as a visionary, and I think Garabandel as an apparition, having uh, Padre Pio. And uh, as a side note, uh, Conchita's closest friend uh, living here in uh, what went in America was Mother Teresa. So uh, <laughs> that's a that's a pretty good duo when your two best friends are Padre Pio and Mother Teresa. Indeed, indeed. Um, now, you are close friends with Conchita. She lives now in the United States and um, basically is kept out of the limelight. She did do, uh, many years ago now, one public television interview that I know of. Um, but what what has been going on with her in the media? She doesn't feel she's called to speak out right now. Uh, I understand she will in, in the future, though. Yes. You know, I've asked her that several times. Um, you know, we get invitations to do interviews all the time. Um, and she says, you know, Glenn, I, I've spoke pu publicly for over 20 years. I, I did books, I did interviews, I did TV, uh, you know, and I, and I kept repeating the same message. She says, but I, I realized that people weren't listening. So she decided that that was going to be enough because there was no new information to bring forth. Everything that she wanted to convey to people, all the messages that Mary gave us, she did convey. So it's available in writing and, and in video and, and television shows. Um, but she feels right now that there really is no necessity to speak until she has to issue the eight-day warning of the miracle. Okay. If you would explain that for us, because I think that's really fascinating and people are going to want to know what, what that's about. Sure. So after the warning happens, um, and it will probably be within a few months um, of that, there's going to be a physical miracle gap back in Garabandel. And Conchita is going to give the world an eight-day notice of the actual day that that miracle is going to take place. It's going to take place on a Thursday night at 8.30 uh, Spanish time. Um, so... Uh, I, I believe that I'll be one of the one of the first phone calls, and then I'll be reaching out through uh, media connections and and obviously the internet and websites, um, and and 
several of the people that are going to help me, and we're going to disperse that message as quickly as possible. Excellent. Excellent. So her role in the future is sort of set up as well, but not till after the world experiences something that will probably eclipse anything the world has jointly experienced before in the warning. If you could go through with us just briefly, what's the warning again? The warning is going to be uh, a day uh, that God is actually going to suspend time and everything will stop. And he's going to allow everyone to see their soul and their sins as he sees them, um, which is going to be quite a quite a wake up call for, for all of us, I think, uh, regardless of where our faith is. Um, because it's not only the sins that we've committed, it's the gravity of the sin as he sees it, not as we see it. And then also he's going to show us sins of omission. So there are things that we've done that we may not even have realized that have hurt God and, and have hurt other people. Um, so this is going to be, a, uh, I think, a somewhat terrifying day for, for all of us. Um, but especially those people who have no faith or, or are, you know, atheists, uh, I, I, I pray for them because it's, it's going to be uh, quite an interesting day for everybody. And I think all the uh, priests might be dreading this. I think the confession lines are going to be extensive for days and weeks <laughs> afterwards. But it, it is. It does, does propose an incredible opportunity for evangelization and, and turnaround in people's lives. Was there any indication of how it will be received and what will happen in the world in terms of turnaround after that? Unfortunately, no. And, you know, that's that's free will. Uh, God gives everyone free will. And so uh, this is really what in Garabandel's prophecy was called the conditional chastisement. So if the world doesn't show uh, repentance, uh, in, in great enough numbers, uh, I fear that we may have to suffer this uh, punishment, this chastisement, in order to cleanse the world of, of the, the unbelievers. And um, I just hope it doesn't happen. I'd like to hear your take on the end of times as you see them playing out with, you know, after speaking with Conchita for a long time as you have. Um, do you have any thoughts on how this is going to play out after? Well, I, I think that we're fairly close. And uh, in one of her uh, documented uh, quotes, she had indicated to a friend of hers, and this was many years ago, this was um, many, many years ago in the 60s. She said that when the year 2000 comes, you know, we'll be, we'll be starting to get close. So. You know, it can't be too much further away. Uh, she's going to be 74 years old next month. So she's getting older. And, and all of the prophecies uh, that talked about this have already started to come to fruition. So one of them was a, 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 a very important synod. And obviously the one that we have now is, is very important. And, and it's unique because of the length of it. Um, they uh, had indicated when communism returns again, and you can see the influence of communism throughout the world. And the last prophecy was the Pope going to Moscow. So in my view, we've got two of the three. We're waiting for the Pope to go to Moscow, which sounds like it, it could be fairly soon, hopefully. And then we're going to experience this difficult period, this tribulation period, 
where there's going to be more hostilities and I'm, I'm sure more disruptions around the world. And then, you know, fortunately, when it gets to its worst, God will stop everything with a warning. And there should be an era of peace because he'll bring the miracle so that the world can see it and confirm the messages that Mary gave us at Garavandel. And then hopefully the world will, will take this seriously enough and they'll repent. Um, or, or we're facing a terrible uh, chastisement, which uh, Conchita had indicated is worse than being enveloped by fire from above and below. So I, I can't think of too much of a worse punishment than that. And this is even beyond the, um, as, as you mentioned before, the, the Pope goes to Moscow upon his return. Um, Russia incites hostilities throughout Europe and so on. <clears throat> it sounds something of a a world conflagration, could I, I could imagine that if that happens, there would be a lot of response from the rest of the world. Um, so even beyond such kind of a, what sounds like a world war, which at its apex gets canceled through the warning, thanks be to God. But even beyond that, there's more chastisement that's even worse. Yeah, I, I do. I would like to add also that um, Conchita confirmed twice um, that Mary told her that there would not be a World War III. So I, I, I at least like to bring that point forward because obviously people assume immediately this Russian uh, um, war that's going on is going to escalate immediately into World War III. So uh, I believe it's part of the prophecy too when, when God said when things are at its worst, he's going to stop everything and bring the warning. So to me, that indicates, yes, this will escalate, it will get bad, but hopefully it won't get to the point of World War III, because um, more than once Mary had indicated to Kachita that there will never be a World War III. So I hope that brings some, some peace and comfort to uh, people who are listening. Hmm. Okay. Um, Glenn, any final thoughts on um, what, you know, the underlying messages of Our Lady here, what we need to do, uh, both on a, on a level of, um, you know, here we are facing the new year, and uh, who knows what will come, but what's Our Lady's message for us uh, as we go forward? You know, probably the most important thing Conchita has ever said is, is not all of these prophecies and, and things. She said, live the messages. It's not important to believe in the apparitions. It's important to live the messages. And that's really the main thing, is she focuses on daily mass, daily communion, daily rosary, acts of you know uh, repentance and mortifications. To do these things now, uh, while you can, um, while you have the time, while we we actually have a chance to change the world after after the miracle, we can save ourselves from this chastisement, and and it's simplicity really that saves us just do as as mary asked is you know going to mass going to daily you know uh, daily communion go to confession frequently do the rosary these these are all simple things she's not asking for any great you know a task from us it's just simple things and i think that's the most important message to get it uh to the listeners is when conchita said just live the messages so, Glenn, have you spoken to Conchita recently? Yeah, actually, uh, Christmas uh, week, uh, I called her just to see how she was doing and, and her family. 
And um, uh, interestingly enough, I had asked her if she was still uh, using her family tradition of a Kris Kringle that she had told me about decades ago. And she said that she was. Uh, but this is the most unique Kris Kringle I've ever heard of. And I don't know of anybody who celebrates Christmas like Kachita does. But what they do, their family, is after Thanksgiving dinner, uh, they put everyone's name in a hat. And everyone picks a name and secretly does a rosary for that person every day of Advent until Christmas Day. And on Christmas Day, you give that person a mass card for their intentions and let them know that it was you who was praying for them the entire time. So that, that's a pretty amazing uh, Christmas tradition. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. It, it does show the character of Conchita, and um, I think someone who's in the spotlight that much, even though it's it's thanks to your efforts, actually, uh, lessened, but um, I think needs a lot of prayer. So we should commit to praying for Conchita as well. Absolutely. She, everyone needs prayers, even Conchita. Absolutely. Glenn Hudson, thank you so much for being with us on the program. John Henry, what a pleasure, and thank you so much. I appreciate you giving me this some time. So since the first of these apparitions happened in 1961, probably one of the most interesting parts about these particular apparitions is that a lot of the events connected with them are captured on film. So you can watch the little children walking around uh, backwards and forwards over rocky ground, but looking straight up in the air. So that's you know, somewhat miraculous all by itself because they're not tripping and doing all sorts of things. Um, take a look at that. Take a look at a short clip of that actual walking. In October of 1961, the Blessed Virgin Mary revealed to Conchita the great miracle. Later, she also told the other three. Conchita says that it will be a Thursday at 8.30 p.m. and will last 15 minutes but a visible sign will remain in the pines until the end of times. It will coincide with the great event in the church. The sick who are in Garbandal will be cured. The sinners will convert and the unbelievers will believe. Conchita will announce the date of the miracle eight days in advance. In order to prepare us for the great miracle, a supernatural warning coming directly from God will occur. The warning will appear in the sky and will be visible to the whole world. It will be understood by everyone at the same time, regardless of their state of life or knowledge of God. It will be a terrible experience, but it will be for the well-being of the souls, because we will see interiorly, in our conscience, the good and the evil we have done. God desires our salvation. The purpose of the warning is not to cause us to fear, but to bring us closer to Him and to increase our faith. If the world does not change after the miracle, a chastisement will come. Conchita says, If we do not change, the chastisement will be horrible. Loli, Jacinta and I have seen it, but I cannot say what it consists of. Also, 
During the visions, during these visions that the children saw, there are some really interesting things that happened. So one of them is they would give these objects, they would give rosaries to Our Lady uh, to kiss and so on. And <clears throat> once they were presented with an item to have Our Lady kiss, and it was uh, what looked like a compact used for makeup, you know. Um, and the children were wondering if they should really present such an object to Our Lady. And, um, well, I'll let you watch what happens. And this is from the film on Garabandel. Take a look. On a certain occasion, the girls were surprised to find a powder compact among the objects to be kissed by the Blessed Virgin. They doubted whether to present to her a seemingly secular object. But when the Blessed Virgin arrived, the first thing she asked to kiss was that compact, saying that it belonged to her son. When the ecstasy ended, the owner of the compact revealed that during the Spanish Civil War, the compact had been used to take the Eucharist to prisoners and to those who were about to be executed. During the ecstasies, our little protagonists always brought a crucifix which they offered to the onlookers to venerate. They normally held out the crucifix to whomever the Blessed Virgin indicated to the girls. After an ecstasy, Conchita found out that those who had kissed the crucifix, though they weren't dressed as priests, were in reality priests. So also, the main visionary Conchita, um, and we've been talking with her close friend Glenn Hudson, but she was able to explain for herself about the warning, the uh, miracle, and the chastisement. She did so on television shows, as we just heard Glenn say. I wanted to give you a little bit of that so you hear it in her own words. Have a listen. That, uh, she said uh, the sacrifice, the penance, she said... Um with uh, the more and more we don't have no respect of the Holy Eucharist. And then uh, he said, uh, pray for the priest, vicious a cardinal, but they go to the wrong way and they bring a lot of salt with them. And they say to uh, think a lot in the passion of Jesus. And um, as to Jesus forgiveness with sincere heart, but he, he want to forgive us. All right. I like to say better hair walls, but you know. That's all right. Now, now, wh what, what will the miracle eventually be? The Blessed Mother say one miracle gonna happen, but only I can say eight days before. You, you will say what eight days before? The day of the miracle. You will actually nominate the day. Yes. Now, is it true that it will be in April or May? I say gonna happen between uh, April and June, but, uh, between the months. And she did other interviews as well, which pointed to the same thing. But one of the things that she notes is the infidelity that Our Lady warned her about among the priests and bishops. Listen to this. I don't know when the warning will come, but it will be before the miracle. The date of the miracle I know exactly. However, I've been charged by the Lady not to speak of it until eight days prior to the miracle. So you will tell the world eight days before the miracle? Mm -hmm. Yes, I will tell everybody eight days before it happens. Es impresionante lo del aviso y lo del milagro. Y 
Well, this information about the warning and the miracle is impressive. However, I'm sure the messages are the most important. Can you, well, can you now give us the final message? Yes, it was June 18th, 1965. The angel came and gave me this message. As my message of October 18th, 1961 has not been complied with and has not been made known to the world, I'm advising you that this is the last one. Before, the cup was filling up. Now it is flowing over. Many cardinals, many bishops, and many priests are on the road to perdition and are taking many souls with them. Less and less importance is being given to the Eucharist. You should turn the wrath of God away from yourselves by your efforts. If you ask his forgiveness with sincere hearts, he will pardon you. I, your mother, through the intercession of St. Michael the Archangel, ask you to amend your lives. You are now receiving the last warnings. I love you very much and do not want your condemnation. Pray to us with sincerity and we will grant your request. You should make more sacrifices. Think about the passion of Jesus. The lady told us to pray the rosary. She also said she likes the proudest, the least, and that to be humble is the best thing. I want to thank you for joining me for this fascinating look at Our Lady of Garabandal and the prophecies of Conchita Gonzalez and the other, um, at the time, little girls uh, who were there with Our Lady of Garabandal. Check out the full book by Xavier Arel, who we've had on this show uh, a couple times now, called Revelations. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next time on The John Henry Weston Show. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this program. To see more like it, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. Check the links in the description to read more and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all the latest life, family, faith, and freedom news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.